Hello and welcome. This is a review for a game you may or may not have already played. I'm Juicebox. And I'm Flannel Jax. And it's dangerous to go alone, so come with us on our deep dive into this week's video game. But before we get to that video game, um, welcome. It's Hi, this is our first ever episode. Kind Woo! of fun. I'm excited. Yeah, I think it's fun. I'm if you guys know me, my name is Juicebox. I am a drag queen from Canada. I was on Canada's Drag Race season one. I was swiftly yeeted from the main stage as fast as they could get rid of me, and now I'm stuck in my basement on the internet talking to nerds. Talking to like the you. internet gremlins. <laughs> And my name's Jackson. I go by Flannel Jacks. Uh, prior to the end of the world in 2020, I was a professional figure skater. So that uh, wasn't allowed once the pandemic started. So yeah. I also started to uh, find community amongst the internet gremlins uh, and <laughs> video game fanatics. Uh, I've been a lifelong gamer yeah. and I now also work in the games industry. So um, I don't want to say I'm a resident expert, but... I'm not, for sure. <laughs> I'm for sure not. I actually had somebody comment on one of my um, Instagram posts today. It's me in full drag sitting with, like, a little game controller. I look adorable. Cute. And th- it's from, like, like it literally said 77 weeks ago. Like, that has how old this photo is. And someone went, wow, do you even play video games? <laughs> like, what does it matter? Let they went out of their life. way. They to tried to hurt you. <laughs> They're yeah. like, I'm gonna go all the way like, back. I'm gonna find some deep shit. Yeah. Do you even play video games? Like, yes, I do. So I started a podcast to complain about it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. But yeah. So I think we decided to do this podcast. I I personally needed something in my life that didn't have to revolve all around drag. So that's sort of why I dived into it. What about you, Mister? Um. I when recalibrating when the pandemic hit. Um tried to go into journalism. I went back to school for journalism. Turns out I was good at it, but I didn't like the direction it was taking me. I wanted to do games journalism. I wanted mm-hmm. to have fun and journalism, if you don't know, is mostly about covering misery on this planet. <laughs> and I was like, oh my God, I don't want to tell people this stuff that just makes them horrified. So I stopped yeah. doing journalism, but I still had this passion for gaming, which continued through my streams. And it continued now that I work in the games industry as a community manager. Um, So you and I have just collaborated on so many different uh, little projects Mm -hmm. through our streams and just love, 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 love uh, hanging out with you and the chemistry that we have. Um, So we just were able to connect on something meaningful to both of us. And I said, hells yes, let's do it. Yeah. Let's do a little thing together. And with Mm -hmm. that being said, we're going to get to the most depressing game that we could get to this year. Uh, because I know Jackson wants to talk about all happy go lucky things, so I thought let's let's pick a sad game. Mm. <laughs> um, we're gonna go into our very first game to review. My, one of my personal favorites is called Spiritfarer. Have mm-hmm. you played it before, Jackson? So I've never played it. Um, I've had mm-hmm. lengthy, well, not lengthy. I've had short conversations with people about it. Um, mm-hmm. It is a game that seems to really have its uh, claws in people. People seem to. Anyone that's played it seems to love it. It seems to be a game that not many people will come across and and play and put down and say, oh, that wasn't for me. It seems like one that grips people emotionally, especially right away, um, and just keeps people coming back for it. 
Yeah, I haven't cried much uh, when I stream on Twitch, and um, this game made me cry every single time. Oh. Like, every single time I streamed, I was cry- I cried at least twice. Mm-hmm. But just to get into it, Spiritfarer is an indie game that was published by the Canadian studio Thunder oh, Lotus Games. It's Canada. Canadian. Canada. Canada. Fuck yeah. Anyways, mm. um, so it is a Canadian game, which is super, super exciting. If those of you that are listening don't know, we are both... Two little Canadian sweet little girls. Mm-hmm, just mm-hmm, two mm-hmm. little princesses. Um, you can get it on Windows, Mac, Linux, PlayStation that's, 4. That's, that's, I don't know what Linux is, but that's what it says. It's Linux, uh, Nint- but that's okay. Oh, it's Linux. <laughs> Nintendo Switch, Xbox, and Stadia. Am I saying that right? Yeah, but Stadia also just announced that it's shutting down forever. So don't get it on Stadia. <laughs> don't Don't go to Stadia to get that. Um, and it was developed in August 2020. What a... I, if I would have had this game in August 2020, like, if I would have played it then... Ooh. Oh, rough, man. Yeah, rough. peak pandemic? Ugh. Because it, it's so sad. I mean, it's beautiful, but it's it's very, very sad. I thought it was older um, then, so that's interesting. Yeah, it says August 2020, unless I'm being lied to, yeah. you know? Released, released August 2020? Released August 2020, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, that tracks. Um... So the plot is essentially your, um, your name is Stella. That's right, right? Let me make sure. Probably. Yeah, Stella. I fucked up. (laughs) 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 So your name is, your name is Stella and you have a cat named Daffodil. And you basically wake up on this small boat and you meet this like giant ominous figure named, and I can never say it wrong. It's spelled C-H-A-R-O-N and it's either Charon Caron or Sharon? Is it, is it just Sharon? Do you think it's just Sharon? I don't Imagine. know. So so then it's not they voice acted. Through... Everything's everything's text. No, everything's text. Okay. They have like kind of like noises where it's just like bah, 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 and so stuff. A little Sims, you... a little Sim, Simish. Kind of. It's okay. just sort of like you hear like a soft little tickle, but you do the like I read them all live. I made different voices. Of course, me. as uh, a good performer have. would. Yeah. This is what I'm saying. But, um, so right. yeah, you're Stella with Daffodil. You meet Caron, Sharon, Sharon, whatever. We'll call her Sharon. To for begin. simplicity. Let's call her Sharon. For, for simplicity. And she's this like giant, old looking, looming figure and basically explains to you that their time is over as the spirit fair. And now it's your turn to then spirit fair these lost souls to the afterlife and the end game of their afterlife is going to the ever door, which is essentially like the door to the afterlife. And it's a, like at the root of it, it's just like a farming game. Like okay. it's like, it's like Stardew Valley. It's like um, Animal Crossing. It's all like that. You get a boat, which is your spirit fair boat. And you build it, you create rooms, you create houses, you create little farms, and you basically just make sure everybody in your boat is happy until they can kind of resolve their issues with their afterlife and then move on. So are they, is it kind of like a state of purgatory? I think purgatory always has a little bit of a negative connotation, so maybe not that specifically, but it's basically these they're spirits right so they're yeah they are dead but they have they're in between life and afterlife well and it's it's so hard i don't want to like give spoilers away but it's it's basically a game where your death essentially 
your death mm. and you're guiding these people along their journey to death. So it's like, it's either they're, they've died and they're sitting in purgatory or they're kind of like a spirit that just sort of needs to resolve some things and you sort of help them figure that out. You're almost like a therapist because you really don't have any dialogue. You just oh, okay. sort of sit there and listen. <laughs> just, hmm. How you feeling today? Let's wrap. How you feeling? And you do like tiny little quests for them to figure things out. It's a very busy game. You can be doing quests at all different times for different people, depending on what your priorities are. But I think the whole beauty with the game is that it's, um, it just, it, it hits on real, real life issues of like how people actually die. Like you could tell some of them have like cancer. Some of them were terminally oh. ill. Some of them died before their time. Some of them were like, you can get a sense of like, maybe this person was killed. Maybe this person committed suicide, you know, like all of oh. these things. And then as they sort of venture to the Everdor, you have them, you, you sort of hear their last words and it has this beautiful soundtrack, like the whole game, like mm -hmm. it's very calming. And even the like more exciting parts, like the, the soundtrack really ramps up. So just all in all, it's such a good game and it's so beautiful and so exciting. And if you just want to sit and cry for like a full day, <laughs> so then that's the one to go to. Do the spirits not know how they died? Cause you're, you seem to be suggesting that, they allude to how they could have, but they don't say it outright. Yeah, they, the spirits almost in the game are just, um, they don't talk about their life where they know they've died. Yeah. They talk about their life as if they're almost still living it and it's a distant memory. Oh, that yeah. paints, that paints the, a beautiful picture. Yeah, and the spirits aren't like people, they're animals but they lived their lives as people. So you're almost seeing what they, what they would have been when they, they die. They turn into this like animal kind of that reflect what their life was like. Okay. So uh, character design wise, all of these spirits are different animals, right? Yeah. So you've got like an elk, you have a snake, you have like oh. a giant toad, you know? And I it like sort it. of alludes to like, how they lived their life like the one woman was always in the garden and she was always like she was collecting crystals and she was very earthy so she's a garden snake right and then okay. there was like the the one uncle who was like always wanted to eat and always wanted to have fun and had an insatiable appetite for life but also for food and he was like a giant toad that you constantly had to feed <laughs> so they have like they have like an idea, it sort of ties into the way that they sort of lived and the way that they died as well. Okay, but... so these animals, they were people in life. I think in yeah. my head I was like, oh, okay, it's cute, like the animals passed away. So this is like, no, they're people. like a, a representation of their spirit, as you said. So yeah, like, yeah, 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 yeah. not quite a, um, like a spirit animal, well, I guess a spirit animal in a sense, right? But I in a in a less offensive to indigenous. Yeah, because I was going to say that's a little cultural <laughs> appropriation. But aside from that, yeah, it's like it's like their patronus. The uh, does that work? <laughs> I guess, <laughs> sort of. Yeah, it's just I think it's just sort of a a way of saying that like in the afterlife, it doesn't really matter. Kind of how you're portrayed. You're not a person. You're not an animal. You're just a spirit. Mm -hmm. So that's just sort of the form that they've chosen. What form do you mm. think your spirit would take? Oh my God. Oh my God. I time. think I would want to be a fluffy dog. Okay. Like a very fuzzy, fluffy, poofy dog. 
Nice. How large? Uh, 75 pounds. Whoa, big dog. Big. Big dog, large, okay. poofy dog. Yeah. What but, color? But like, ah, uh, uh, white. It was all a setup. I knew, I thought, <laughs> I was up. hoping. I took you there and I <laughs> it hoped. It was a setup. And I hoped you would do that. <laughs> no. Walked, walked right into my trap. I did. What about you? <laughs> mm. I think mine isn't necessarily a, a choice. I think it was bestowed upon me and I think I'd have to be a reindeer. Um, oh. Because of my, my past. Your past. Yeah. Well, when those I reindeers was, you fucked. Yeah, exactly that. Yeah. Well, you know, when that you had when that story with... hit the internet, <laughs> when that story broke, well, skyrocketed right. me into popularity, actually. People really liked that. They said I was what relatable. Co- yeah, what was that one called? Was it uh, One Guy, One Elk? That one, the one story that covered me? Yeah, the fucking, are we still on the fucking the elk joke? Yeah, 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 it was Vice that covered it, actually. So it yeah. was one man, yeah. one beast, don't call it a phase, actually, was what they titled it. It's not a phase, Mom. It was never a phase. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, my God, fun. Okay, so um, this game is entirely single player. Yes, the game is entirely single player. You can kind of go through it sort of however you want you can either like quickly run through the whole game or you can take your time get as many spirits as you want you know really build your boat up to the point where you feel like it's beautiful and then move on Mm -hmm. or you can just be like you know what i'm done i've gotten the spirits that i need to move on and i'm gonna move on with whatever this ending is and then just be done with it that's kind of what i did yeah well i think it also let me ask you this, because I think it's something that kind of hits home for the, the two of us specifically. Um, do you think that you played it a way that catered to live streaming as an experience? Because Ooh. most people that, you know, attend live streams or watch live streams kind of don't see the inner workings of it. And they might think, yeah, you just play games. It is a lot more than that, right? You have to consider the pacing and how much are you enjoying it and how much can you balance that with what the audience wants to see. So do you yeah. think that you changed the way that you played it because you streamed it? Yes. I feel like I took more time with the way I streamed it because I really, like, I feel like I did wrap it up as soon as possible, but it did still take me like a number of weeks to finish this. And I feel like when I played it, I did a lot of, I did a lot of work with the voices. I made sure to really connect with the characters. I made sure to really like pull out the stories and get as much story as I could, especially from like, for people who were in my stream who really, really, really felt a connection with some of the characters in the game, because you get to know so much about them. You know, especially with the the long-winded dialogues of some of them. Like, some of them were, you could tell I didn't care about the character. The people in my chat didn't care about the character. I was just like, wrap it up, Mildred. Wrap it up. <laughs> wrap it up. We've been we talking forever. We don't driver. care, Mildred. God. <laughs> you know, bring it home. But then it was still like, when when you get to the end of that person's life, you still have that, like, beautiful moment, you know, where it ends really gorgeously. Uh, because when they... Oh, Spoiler alert. It's, it's small. It's well, yeah. Small do you spoiler. want do you want to just basically reach a point in this podcast, like we'll call it now, where you just we go full spoilers. Like we've hit the <gasps> overview for people. We've kind of talked a little bit about how we feel about it. 
and we can just go full spoiler. Do you want to do that? I think we could hit the spoilers. All right, let's go full spoilers now. Okay. So now, spoilers are happening now. Now. So, now. <laughs> now? Right. Now. now. <laughs> so, <laughs> so when you, you, you pass on in the game... Um, you're sent to the heavens and you turn into a constellation and those constellations stay as a constant in the game. So as you're playing and it goes into the nighttime, if you look into the sky as you're playing, you see all the constellations of all of the people that have passed on from your boat. And then once you reach the end, you as well turn into a constellation because you've kind of hit that part of the game and you're just like, you know, I'm moving on you know, you're at the end of life and now it's time for you to give it on to another spirit fair and it just turns and you turn into, you and Daffodil uh, oh, turn right, into a cat. beautiful concept. So the, the, the cat, cat is goes a very too. big part of the game. The cat goes too? Yeah, the cat goes too. Interesting. I feel like I'm vaguely remembering. Can you also, can you play co-op and one of you plays as the cat? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can play okay. co-op in this game and somebody can be the cat in the game. I never did that. Mm-hmm. Um... Because you were the only person that I would co-op with, and uh, I think we never were able to, like, kind of vibe on our weeks. Um, but, yeah, I, I know you can. I just, it's a part of the game that I never dived into. Yeah, I also think um, that that experience may have removed some of the emotional uh, side of this game. You know what I mean? Like, you mm-hmm. and I tend to, we have a ton of fun together, and, and we tend to be very jokey. I feel like you may not have gotten the same emotional resonance with the story if the two of us were bantering back and forth the entire time yeah and it's a very like story heavy like there's so much reading in this game i found i was constantly constantly reading out dialogue to people yeah in this game to the point where i wasn't just sitting and just sort of enjoying it i was sitting and i was reading and reading and reading and reading because there's so much dialogue to get these very small intricate stories of these people's lives Mm mm-hmm and you read at like an 11th grade level now. It's come all the way up. It's great. Ooh, it's it's a solid 10, but I appreciate that compliment. <laughs> um, <laughs> but we uh but but another spoiler, another spoiler with the mm-hmm. game, you you meet this um Hades character like the devil or oh. the the person who rules the afterworld uh, the underworld or whatever, and they're they come about in this vision of this giant snowy owl. And they're trying to figure out the whole time that you allow someone to pass on, if your intentions of allowing these people to pass on and helping them to pass on are pure, or if they're for selfish reasons for the way that you lived your life. Oh. And then as you play the game, you slowly find out about your own life and the way that you lived things. And it was basically... um, so another big spoiler this is a big spoiler uh you basically lived your life as a palette of care nurse and the people that you're seeing pass on were all of your patients yeah that's heavy do you so do they give you that information up front or is that something that slowly is uncovered you really it's something you uncover at the end of the game but then it's also something end it's something you really don't find out till the you get little clues and little hints of the way you lived your life and you start to see hospital beds and you start to see like hints of who you are in that room. And so it's not until you like finish the game and you almost have to like sit and really think about it. Like, Oh, that's what I was. And that's who I was. 
and that's why they were that's why this like owl person is being like are these selfish like are Mm -hmm. you just trying to resolve your own issues about the way you lived your life and who you saw at end of life and that's why these spirits are kind of coming through your life for you to just resolve your own things or do you actually genuinely care about allowing these people to live through their issues and move on so you can then move on like so that's the kind of like juggle that happens throughout the game that sort of alludes to but then you hit that at the end where you figure out like this is who i am this is how i live my life and this is how i'm going to end it that's a that's a layer of depth i didn't expect from it right it's so wild it's so wild it gets so deep in these like beautiful stories and they're just Hmm. so sad and even yours you're just like, like at the end my eyes were like big and puffy and i'm a virgo i don't cry a lot especially publicly so i was just a puddle of tears it's so good it's so um, good. I think part of the reason I didn't expect it to have that layer of depth is because of the art style to an extent. So tell me a little bit more about that, because from what I've seen, again, only in, in moderate passing, not really an, an in-depth exploration, it is very cartoony. The gameplay is kind of a 2D platformer, like you said, farming yeah. simulator, right? So um, the art style is beautiful, but it is kind of uh, like a cartoon, right? It I guess feels very I, juvenile, yeah. Yeah, I don't know that there is a different art style that would have worked with this game, but tell me a little bit more about that. Like, what did you like? Um, did you find that it accented the story and contributed to it in a meaningful way? Or was it? did it ever feel like just a necessity, oh, we had to make it this style? No, it was perfect. I don't think... Yeah. You, I think if it was any other way the stories are so strong that it would have worked mm. but the so the so what jackson jackson's right it's very it's very flat it's very 2d cartoony but the but even the what they the small details that they put in the animation of the reactions of these people and how they could even get like like you can there's an option to hug each other to like give like to give comfort you can hug your cat you can hug the the other spirits on the boat And even those, like, when you hug, they have, like, these moments where they're, like, shocked you're hugging them, and then they, like, melt into it, and they, like, really, like, hold you there for a moment. So they they really put a lot of care into the animation and how they put the animation through and the moods of of each different parts of it um, all read really beautifully. There's nothing ever where you're like, oh, this isn't, this doesn't feel right, or this should have been this way, or I don't really like the way this feels. Like, the, the whole art style and the whole thing add just adds to the story and it adds another beautiful level to the story i feel like if it was done and if it was done like first person maybe i probably wouldn't have been as connected to it because first person feels so like i don't know straight guy shooting game but (laughs) like i don't get the same sort of intimacy but straight guys the worst fucking straight dudes my god the classic straighties anyways um (laughs) But no, but I really, I, I, I think the art style was beautiful in the way it was done. I really enjoyed it. Ew. <clears throat> Since it's an audio podcast, I just drank the last sip of my Tim Hortons, which normally doesn't have coffee grounds in it. Ew. But that did. I'm sorry. That was <laughs> gross. I spit it back into my cup and Juice had to see it. 
<coughs> Tim Hortons doesn't normally do that. Like, whatever. <laughs> high quality, high, like, beautifully made <sighs> Tim Hortons coffee that was gross. Yeah, so since we have, like, uh, obviously an international reach, if someone doesn't know Tim Hortons, how would you describe it? Uh, I've never had Tim Hortons coffee. You... <clears throat> here? Yeah. Okay, well, so Tim Hortons as a brand is like a Canadian <laughs> national... Uh, it's like one of the things, I think, that is most tightly associated to Canada. Canada. And it was it's all like done Starbucks. by... It's It was like our Starbucks, but if like you were like, hey, hey, Starbucks, uh, what can I get for $2? And then they give you that, yeah. right? And yeah. it was all done yeah, yeah, yeah. by their marketing campaign. They're like, we're going to make it Canada. And now everyone buys it. It's not good. Um, no. But it's Canada. <laughs> yeah, but it's Canada and you still eat it. I actually worked at uh, Tim Hortons, eh? What'd you do? I, I worked at Tim Hortons. What else do you do okay. at Tim Hortons? Well, I had, a, I had a roommate in university who worked at Tim Hortons, but he worked in their factory. And he was the one that made the fruit explosion muffins. Mm-hmm. No, I was the one who would serve you your coffee. Yeah. Unenthusiastically. And I was swiftly fired three weeks later you made it three whole weeks how did what was the conversation like when you got fired tell me about that uh i was 15 years old and i went in because she said we really had to talk and she went it's not working out and i went oh okay see you later (laughs) i was i was was 15 and it was my summer and i was like cool i don't have to work all summer i can like hang out with my friends that's was that your first job that was my very first job wow yeah so now you've upgraded your job to spirit fair and you're helping everyone pass in the afterlife. <laughs> you like that segue. <laughs> yeah, it's like it's like a yes, but I would say that would be my review of the game. Now with my review of the mm-hmm. game, will you play it or do you know too many spoilers now? I think I know too much. I also think that the style of game that it is doesn't necessarily speak to me. I'm learning that as I've entered my 30s, that before in my youth, when I had a lot more time, uh, basically, if there was a game that that was well-reviewed and a part of conversation for Mm -hmm. the gaming culture, I'll dive on it, and I'll check it out, and I'll play it. Um, Sometimes that leads to disappointment. Situations like Skyrim, which is like one of the most monumental games in gaming history and was right from the get-go. People were like, get in there and play it. And I played it for 10 minutes and I was like, this isn't for me. This first person view is so straight guy. And I don't, I I want to really, ugh. I just really want to break down the boundaries, you know? So um, (laughs) I think I definitely have a different approach now where my time's a little bit more limited. Mm -hmm. Um... And I really have, as a result, have become more specific about the games that I will lend my time to. Um, mm. And I found and that this even is more, not one of them. I just think that, uh, especially with the amount that I know about it, mm-hmm. um, it's not something that I kind of, I think from what you've described, it feels like a lot of the fulfillment in the journey is the journey itself and kind of uncovering all of yeah. these things. Um, yeah. And I think our conversation has poisoned that. <laughs> so what <laughs> no, we're saying is Jackson doesn't like fun. Jackson doesn't like beautiful stories. I don't like mindless. Oh, so much crying. I know. What was, I'm trying to think if there's a game that's made me cry. I probably, the last of us has made me cry. Especially I so in the first, the like last of us. Pardon me. 
I've heard so much about The Last of Have Us. Have you I never played, played The Last of Us? I played The Last of Us on PS3. Right. And I, uh, it was too hard. So too I started, hard. You didn't want to, you could just turn hard. it down difficulty, couldn't you? I went, no, I don't know. It was too All hard. Right. So I just. What about, playing. okay, that's fair. Um, I, <laughs> the first like 15 minutes is like really emotionally charged. And I think that, that would have been. I yeah. should try it again. I also it's get scared an, very easily. Well, also there's this. It just got remasked. The, so they put out The Last of Us. Yeah. Then they remastered it. Yeah. Then they put out The Last of Us 2. Then they remade the original game and it came out like two weeks ago on oh PS5. And somebody I know just got a PS5. It's me. Yeah. It's me. So it might be worth your time to go back to now that you can play uh, it in like the most optimized way possible. I'm playing Spider-Man right now. Yeah. Yeah. You can do that. I could do both. You could. I could do both. You could. I could do both. I feel like that would also be a good game for you to stream. I always struggle a little bit. Us? Yeah. I cause here, mm-hmm. Let me tell you why. I always okay. struggle a little bit when games... Uh, to stream games that are heavily story influenced. For example, we streamed Bioshock and I just yeah. wanted to run around with superpowers and, and electrocute people and stuff. And then it got to a big narrative twist and I was like, okay. Cause I wasn't paying attention and everyone else was like, why that's the, like, one of the best twists in gaming history ever. And I was like, yeah, but I've been distracted. I'm paying attention to chat. And okay. So if you can manage to carry story <laughs> games in a stream better than me, uh, right. I think there's a lot there because it's gorgeous. It's one of the best games um, in the last decade or two. Um, mm-hmm. And it's emotional. And for you, you don't like scary that much. This is like like but... medium low scary. So I think it would, it would fit really well with your community. I think they would enjoy watching you play. But Bioshock's first person. Bioshock's first person, but I'm talking hey. Last of Us. Oh, I thought we were talking about Bioshock. No, no, no. I looped, looped it back to, to Last of Us. You looped it back. Yeah. All right. Yeah. That's smart. But with that being said, mm. Spirit Fair. Yeah. So one more thing um, before we kind of, <laughs> before we disappear on it. Um, okay. The music. I always find that music mm. uh, is an underrated element in games. Um, yes. Speaking of my own, the game that I work on, I play daily, and I've turned off the music. Uh, But when music works, it accentuates all of these emotional moments, uh, but it also sets the general tone. How do you feel that they utilized music to kind of enhance this game? Or uh, did they have more opportunities that they could have capitalized on? No, 100%. It's a very soft, relaxing music throughout the entire game. And then when it comes to, like, the spirits moving on, it's a very melancholic, like, very, like, like it, it allows you to absorb the intimacy of the moment. Like, sometimes the, the they don't talk at all, and you just sit on this boat and listen to the song together. So that's really gorgeous. There's parts of the game that are a little bit more um, high-risk, like a little bit more, you have to do a little bit more, you have to put a little bit more effort in. And those songs kind of help you get that energy up. So no, I feel like everything about the music is 10 out of 10 adds to it. Beautiful. So yeah. for this game then, 
you recommend a purchase and play for anyone or is there people uh fans of certain genres that it would suit better i think if you are any kind of fan of like farming games like stardew valley dreamlight disney dreamlight like all all those kinds of games spirit fair 100 percent should be something that you should try 100 percent something that you should put on your list especially if you're a cozy game fan like if you like cozy games i think for someone who likes something that's a bit more exciting or a bit more fast-paced it may not be the game for you Mm. um but i think if you're someone who can appreciate story it's something to try because i was always someone who preferred like a hack and slash kingdom hearts very fast rich story but a very fast gameplay and a very exciting gameplay Mm -hmm. uh so this kind of was like off the path for me because it was something that was a lot slower, but I, re- I really enjoyed it. I love that. Let me ask one more. Mm. Do you think that this game would have hit different if it was 2018? Pre-pandemic, right? Pandemic comes along 2020. Uh, uh-huh. Death is kind of almost redefined. Grieving is is a different, holds a different place in society mm. now as, as a weird thing. Um, mm-hmm. When I was studying journalism, I had to interview people at funeral homes that was uh that they ran they were directors of funeral homes but we had this weird conversation about grieving and how it's really it has changed in in the way that people handle themselves do you think that this would have hit differently being largely themed around death and passing if we hadn't had a world pandemic maybe for other people not for me because i didn't have much death around me from the Mm -hmm. pandemic i mean other just genuinely the world people dying but not not for myself personally so i think for me it would have hit exactly the same um i don't have a very close relationship with death i have not a lot of people in my life have passed on only a very like i can count on my hand how many people i know that have died so for me it was just sort of like a very regular sort of relationship with grieving and mourning um then i think someone who probably may have a closer relationship with it so no i think it, it it's a standalone 2019 29 to 2009 2040 i think i think the game works regardless awesome and i I think the one thing that the cartoon graphics will lend to is kind of a life of longevity um you you when you strive for realism in games your graphics become dated as you know technology improves but when you're like but when you're like cool we're just gonna go for a defined art style uh, it'll stand the test of time because you still managed to hit that style in 2040, right? So mm-hmm. uh, if you're listening to this and it's the year 2040, uh, hop in your flying car, drive to a friend's house that you love, cuddle in next to them and start up Spirit Fair, right? Yeah, it's and I think the, the funniest part of that was that um, people will still be alive then. I hope so. <laughs> what do you mean? Are you anticipating the world ending by 2040? No, I'm just being morbid. <laughs> all right. Just bring... all of us melting. <laughs> That's it. Um, bring it home. Give us uh, give us your, your quantifiable um, review for Spirit Fairer. I would give Spirit Fairer 15 out of 10 uh, sad crying homosexuals. Just, just so many sad, crying little gay yeah. kids. Just yeah, yeah, yeah. I love this game. Yeah, cuddled together though. They're there to support yeah. each other through the through the trials. 
all 15 of them. It just stinks like poppers and everyone's <laughs> crying. <laughs> jalapenos. Jalapenos? Jalapeno poppers. Jalapeno poppers. Actually, oh, no, wait, what? we can say We're poppers. not on Twitch. We can say whatever the fuck we want. Yeah, we can say, oh. yeah, they are taking poppers and they're sniffing them in their gay noses. Have you tried poppers? No, I've not. But do you want to hear my quick story before we shut down this podcast? Maybe forever. (laughs) (laughs) Um, When I was in Portland um, with with tour. So I don't know if you know this. A lot of professional figure skaters are gay. Um, Male professional figure skaters. I don't know if you knew. Um, but so as a result, a lot of my closest friends were, so we would go to gay bars constantly and I loved it. So we were in Portland, we went to a gay bar right next to it was a sex shop. After my friends had had five or six or seven drinks, we all went into the sex shop and they were wandering around the aisles drunk, playing with, holding up sex toys and and DVD covers of porn and, and comparing them to people that we worked with. Anyhow, one of them, French Canadian boy, wandered over to the thing and they, he was, encouraged by one of our other friends to buy poppers but the official stance of anyone selling poppers is they're not poppers they're that technically it's drug abuse um uh chemical abuse so they were like oh yes you can buy this cassette cleaner and the canadian boy hammered very confused cassette cleaner and like it took it was a 10 minute exchange no that was my drunk drunk french accent Cassette cleaner. Cassette cleaner. (laughs) (laughs) Anyhow, he uh, bought it, forgot, and then the next morning when he went into his jacket pocket, he was like, what the fuck is this? I'm going to explain it again. And then everybody took a sniff. And then, yeah, all together. They held hands. (laughs) (sighs) I've never tried them. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, yeah, that seems to, that seems fine. I think I think we I think it's fine. I think we we've lived life without it without any issues. Yeah. I don't think. Do you know what? Next time, let's do them together. Okay. Deal. But only as a sub goal. Yeah. Yeah. Twitch Twitch sub goal. (laughs) Twitch sub goal. Just like right on screen. Anyways. (sighs) Uh, but yeah, I think that I think that kind of wraps up Saver. So thank you guys so much for listening. This was our very first episode maybe this will be our first episode this was at least our first try this may not be our first episode but this was at least our first go at it so thank you guys so much for listening we really appreciate it we're gonna be back next week next time next day one of those we haven't figured it out one of those days we're gonna be back soon with another episode of it's dangerous take this nope that's not what it's called do you want to try again i forgot the name what's the name it's dangerous to go alone (laughs) fuck and do you want to know